Well, good morning, everyone. This is Ty uh, from Breaker Culture. Hope you're having a nice weekend. Uh, we're excited because we're, we've just kind of re-kicked off our our podcast with a little bit of a different approach. Um, we, we just want to give you an insight into really some of the things that we discuss as we're putting together articles or doing some ROI or cracking some cases for um, different things that we do on the website. And, and once or twice a week, we're just going to sit back for 45 minutes to an hour and, and just have a conversation. Uh, most of it's going to be fun. Some of it's hobby related, some of it's entertainment and uh, music or sports related in general. Uh, usually none of it's politics related. Uh, so we just want to give you some insight, have a good time. And hopefully when you leave our podcast that day, uh, you walk away with a couple good nuggets of here's a couple players I should look into. Here's a couple good product pricings. Here's some things that uh, we're just flat out funny and I enjoyed it. Um, so thank you so much for, for following us. We appreciate everything that you guys do on our website. And uh, I personally have enjoyed Breaker Culture. We're coming up on our almost three years running the website. And um, you know, we don't, we don't do this to make money. Um, we do this to, to give folks a different view into the hobby and hopefully help you as you spend your hard-earned money uh, into, into collecting. Um, so hopefully you get that from our website and get that even more from our podcast. Uh, enjoy the conversation with, uh, with Sheedy and I. Have a great weekend. Tyler. Good Saturday morning to you, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. How you been? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Ready for another uh, week in here, fall baseball with the family. You're talking fall baseball already? Oh, we're already going. It's tournament oh, wow. time in Kansas City. Yep. Ramping up. Fall baseball in the middle of July. I get it. <laughs> it's a serious thing here. We don't got any Royals to root for, so we have to go get our, our youth more involved in baseball. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, man, how was your uh, how was your Gin Blossoms concert last night? Oh, it was last night, right? Yeah, it was last night. Uh, it was actually the second time in two years, two summers that we've seen them. Just a great '90s band that my wife and I both kind of cut our teeth on. Um, you know, they they kind of know who they are. They don't have any, you know, misgivings about being bigger than their britches, and they kind of put on a nice tight show putting out just the hits that they know everyone wants to hear yeah and uh you know it was three bands tonic opened up for them it was a local band that we really didn't know anything about and then tonic which you know i think most people know one or two songs at least that's all i know sure and then uh and then the gin blossoms and very very nice outdoor venue dab smack between heinz field where the steelers play and PNC, pnc park where the pirates play so yeah, sounds amazing, man. It, it, that it, sounds a uh... summer concerts are great. Oh yeah. So, I don't care how old I am. I'm going to keep going. And I, I kind of felt my age last night a little bit, even though the crowd was somewhat contemporary because the gin blossoms pretty much are a nineties thing. There still were a lot of young kids just hoping to catch a decent concert. And it oh yeah. Makes you, makes you feel a little old. <laughs> just a little bit. I, uh, I'm with you, man. It's funny. So I, the first concert I've taken my kids to, and I, and I say concert pretty, pretty conservatively, like they, this is the real thing for them. And then I, I chose Coldplay as the first concert for my two older boys. And they were, uh, this is last year. So they were eight and seven. And it was, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to a Coldplay concert, but it's an unbelievable production. Right. They put everything into it. You walk in, you get like LED bracelets that kind of align with the rhythms of the song. Oh, wow. And I mean, it's the stadium experience is just second to none. 
but by the time we got done, I mean, my, my kids had been jumping and screaming so much. I was like, guys, don't expect a concert like this again. <laughs> this yeah, is, right. I've the bar so high. I don't know it's, that I experienced a concert like that ever, quite honestly. Yeah. That's I mean, amazing. that's the thing with a guy, the guys like Coldplay. You know, they what, say what you want about their, I don't know, their, I don't know, great radio poppy songs or right, whatever. But, right. man, I tell you, I mean, they, they don't want to put on a concert. Their Their production is unbelievable. Oh, put so. them on my list now. I, I definitely go check them out. I like their music. Yeah. We're actually uh, headed to another concert in just a couple weeks. My, one of my absolute favorites of all time is uh, the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, cool. Nice. So that'll be fun. They're actually playing at PPG where the Penguins play. So that'll be a nice venue. It's a great venue. That That's actually the same venue we saw Pearl Jam a couple years ago, which is another just amazing 90s. And I think they've transcended the 90s, quite frankly. Yeah. And uh, as you were talking about Coldplay, I, I, I remembered last night my wife and I were talking about where or who we want to take our kids to see for their first concert. And we, we, we agreed Pearl Jam would be a number one for both what we want to share and just a good, wholesome concert. But, you know, whether they come to Pittsburgh in a timely fashion, but uh, it's, it's actually kind of hard to figure out you know, who, who you'd be comfortable, you know, t- taking your kids to not exposing them to the wrong things, you know? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. There, there's a, there's it's no a, doubt about that. The, the, all the new bands these days, it's, it's impossible to, uh, it's tough. to get around. Yeah. It really it's a is. good segue in, in terms of, you know, why we talk like this on this podcast in terms of sports cards, because, you know, my entree back into the hobby several years ago now, it was entirely because of my kids. They expressed interest. I told them I used to do it. And, you know, I talked to my wife about it, and it was a light bulb moment thinking, oh, what a perfect way to do something we can all enjoy together that's wholesome and isn't going to necessarily. Now, ultimately, I realized, yeah, there are maybe some less than wholesome things that they get exposed to through the hobby. But all of those things provide a teaching moment. They don't have to be ugly entirely. You know, whether that's, collectors that take advantage of each other or you know somebody that says something disparaging about your cards because they want to get a better price from you but ultimately again those are those are great teaching moments it's true um, yeah i like it i like it man you're already going philosophical uh, you know me i can't stop it can't turn that part of my brain off i tell you you know i think this might be the first time and i'd love to run some sort of metric on this but this may be the first time where the average ticket price of a maybe a tier one concert is lower than the average price of a box of cards. <laughs> wow. That, I mean, that's profound. If I can afford to take my kids to more concerts than I can to crack more boxes of cards, that's that's a problem. There you go. That's a problem. There you go. Which which brings up a good point. I, I know this is a big week for a lot of baseball collectors. Uh, Allen and Ginter is kind of re- a religion for most yeah most baseball guys. Even the guys that don't collect baseball are, and are into the set collecting, Ginter is it's the staple. Yeah, um, definitely. So I, I cracked a case of this. So again, I. I on the website Breaker Culture, uh, and, and I'll randomly get different you know, card shop saying, Hey, we got a, you want to buy this at wholesale from us? We'll, uh, we'll give you this so I can at least do an ROI study on a reasonable kind of entry point. Well, I decided 
to walk into my local card shop in Kansas City and purchase a case of Ginter on wow. Thursday. Nice. Paid paid twelve fifty for it. Uh, so I overpaid. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this from the perspective of a normal collector, maybe from those that are not in a nor- like a, bi- a bigger city, but have to go in and buy to get their cards, especially spur of the moment, impulse buys. They have to go to a card shop and get them. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, I overpaid by 100 bucks, And, and I, <laughs> I love Ginter, man. I'm, I'm a huge Ginter fan. It's totally why I jumped into this. But I, I'm, I'm to the point now where – I don't want to see relics anymore. I mean, that's across the board, but all the gimmicks, I don't, I, I think I'm getting tired of them. There's like glow in the dark cards now. And there's oh, glossy, really? glossy hot boxes and all these, you have to, I don't know. Again, I, I, I have to admit, I like the glossy cards. They did that last year as well. I think it might, it's at least the second year, maybe the third year they've done the glossy cards. And I like those. But I couldn't agree more about that single color relic. It, to me, at this point, if it's a relic, it either has to be a beautiful patch or so obviously game used. It's got to be dirty. Oh, totally. Yeah. Otherwise, it's got to be multicolor or dirty. Yep. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, just toss it in the bin. Totally. It, it, it yeah. has no value to me. And you know what? For the amount of time it takes to list as many cards, putting that up for the two three dollars i'm gonna get for it it is not even worth my time no it's not it's not at all and I, i'm looking at my stack here i mean i i'm pretty sure i pulled at least 24 full-size relics out of one case um and i mean i think the max value of any of those is maybe one of these non-sports guys you got a paid right. spear neck and you got a h john benjamin who's a comedian who might get more than five bucks Right. Um, so. so what about, I mean, as far as ROI, I'm not asking for numbers, but what's your knee jerk? Did you do all right? Did you, what stood out? Any, any big cards of obviously is there an Otani in the mix for you? Yeah. So it's interesting. So I got, so fast forward to the next day. So this was a Thursday, uh, Friday morning. And I decided, you know what? One case wasn't enough. Let me do three <laughs> cases. <laughs> so I reached out to two totally new card shops I've never dealt with. Um, and, I, and I'll explain all this in this article that I'm writing. And I ordered, I overnighted a case to my house today to do it, to do a three case ROI again, from the normal collector's perspective, paying full price to see. But if, if I was to guess after this first one that I got locally, I probably am going to get 500 bucks back. Yeah. I mean, I was that, that's say doing 50% the work. Percent would be good, and that's doing the work. That's rough. Yeah, that's it, rough. it's top hit. I mean, you're looking at like a Ichiro, you know, framed mini silk. Uh, uh, is that a one on one? Those are uh, the, the mini silks are number to ten. Yeah, I think that's pretty standard every year. But yeah, there's a couple. Just, you just don't know the values of some of these, like a, a glow in the dark card or a Otani yeah. glossy. I mean, that, those are those are cool, but they're just so they're new. The well, newer. I've made this comment in passing to you before. I, I kind of have a sense of how you list things. And I feel like Ginter might be one of the worst products for you in terms of how you list <laughs> because you really do. I mean, some of those you can break out into lots and sell them as lots and be okay. But a lot of those short printed minis, um, 
I, I don't know without trying to list them all out right now. I just know that in your style and trying to put lots out there to save some time in listing, which I understand. And for a lot of folks who do that, it makes sense and it saves a, a significant amount of time. But with a product like Ginter, you're not going to come close if you don't take more time and break things out individually. Totally. 100% agree. So, so a part of this article, and you're going to like this, is the five things you absolutely must do to get ROI. With ah, and, brilliant. Uh, I think yeah, the, when, we talk, uh, when we talk next week, we'll have to, we'll have to chat about some of, these, uh, some of these five crucial things you must do. I'd be curious to get your thoughts on that, but we'll save that for next okay. week. Well, I think so. Let's shift real quick, man. A, cu- a couple new products yeah. came out this week. We don't have to dig into them. I don't think that's the purpose of today. But I mean, what what uh, quick thoughts? Give me the thirty second thoughts on uh, what well, we got. Optic baseball. We got optic baseball. Then, we've got gold standard football. We've got Spectra basketball. Um, out of those three, what are you buying today? If you had to, <sighs> optic, and simply for one reason, price point versus opportunity to hit um 12 case i mean 12 box case two autos per with a half decent not great maybe not even half decent quite honestly but a relatively decent checklist for the pirates um gold standard Mm -hmm. cost prohibitive spectra the same and so my mo for the last solid year and i can see it being such moving forward is with these products where the team that i want costs basically my my threshold is like 50 bucks if i'm looking at having to spend more than 50 bucks for the team that i want i'm looking for singles on ebay and that's just how it is i mean it's just i had to make a decision for the sake of my budget and i just can't break i can't break like i used to and uh yeah I mean, I'll be the first to admit a a decent amount of the energy that came to making that decision was forced upon me by my wife. And I'm sure I'm not the only (laughs) one out in this hobby that has had those kind of conversations with their spouse. Um, But I've got to respect where she's coming from. We got two kids. We've got a mortgage. We've got a life. And uh, it's not all about cars. I can still enjoy the hobby. And even give myself a chance at getting the, the cards that I'd like to have without breaking the bank. There you go. Yep, I, I agree. So, so let, quick shift back to uh, this optic. Yeah. So, he, he, I, I don't know, man. I go back and forth with this. I mean, first off, unlicensed versus licensed. There's always a discussion on yeah. that. You know, I, 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 it drives me nuts looking at pretty cool looking cards with no logos in the uniforms. Like that. that that's just something I personally can't get past. But the thing with optic that just is so funny to me, you get more numbered cards than you do base. Isn't cards. that amazing? Um, What's the, do you do you enjoy that? I mean, as a, yes as a kid, no. I can see that's yeah, amazing. Yes and no. If it's a break and I'm not getting those cards, I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> if it's a break and I'm and I'm getting those cards, I'm enjoying it. If I'm cracking packs, even a box. Um, yeah, I'm wondering how valuable can any of these be if they're all numbered at the same time, for me, the hobby is, even though I just talked a bit about listing things as our conversation about Ginter went there. Um, I, I still keep a ton of what I end up with and, 
as a collector, that that stuff is fun and exciting. And put it to yeah. you this way, the bottom line is if my if as I'm cracking that pack, my focus is what is coming out. What am I looking at? And I'm having fun every time I open up Optic. Yes, there's a detraction to no licensing and no logos and all of that. It's a shiny card, though, which everybody seems to like, including myself. Um, <laughs> I will say, as far as being a Pirates fan, which you know I always bring it back to Pittsburgh, Mazeroski has autos in it. Now, he's had autos in a number of products over the last couple seasons, and I hope it doesn't get to a, a point of dilution with him. But I haven't really gotten too many. I only have one. I wouldn't mind another Mazeroski auto. Obviously, there are current players. There aren't too many big names. McCutcheon being gone from Pittsburgh leaves me with you know not too many guys that are too exciting to collect, but they're out there. Yep. Um, and Makes and sense. For me, the bottom line is also this. I can get the Pirates cheap. I can also buy a random spot for pretty cheap and give myself a chance at the Angels for an Otani or the Dodgers or Yankees, you know, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't need to explain what it means to get into a random and have a chance at one of those teams. But if I can spend 20 bucks, 25 bucks and have a random shot at one of those top end teams, that's my definition of fun right there. I hear you. You know, that, that, I, that makes sense. I'm not playing that game of spending $75 for a random shot and ending up with the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I think that's why we're starting to see more, more products like this. I mean, really? Yeah. Um, Let's print less base cards because base cards aren't interesting anymore (laughs) for some reason. Uh, Let's let's put a numbered card, every other, every card in the pack. I think you see that almost it's it's a, it's a massive trend be interesting to kind of study that what what the trend has been right it would be and but and and this has been a consistent thing that panini has been doing with their donruss optic products across all sports right and so it's something that i like first and foremost in basketball then probably football second so doing it with baseball for me is kind of just an extension of that i like the product line right for those reasons shiny and numbered there you go no, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I man, the cards look great. The cards look really, really good. You get those rated rookie autos; they look slick, especially they when you do. get the colored. I mean, they're they're nice, very nice. I can see why there's a there's a pretty nice appeal for and it. And there are a number of colors, parallels, different numbering, serial yeah. action. I mean, if you want to take a second and compare it, if you look at gold standard, it's a slick looking card. You got the gold and black. Uh, uh, some of the lower numbered higher end hits are that kind of reverse it's more black with gold um some nice patches obviously a couple of issues though obviously i already mentioned price point pretty high the next issue is a fair number of the cards i I would say the majority that are autographs are stickers so i'm not sure what's worse to get a card that doesn't have a license or logo but has an on-card auto or to get a card that has the logo, but is. Yeah. It's a tough, I mean, it's tough. I, I wouldn't begrudge anybody for having an opinion on either side of that fence, but it's, you know, it's, you, you got issues with both. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the gold standard is always more expensive. 
the Steelers have a couple of great rookies. Um, well, potential, obviously, with, with a quarterback. So they're pretty expensive. So I'm just looking for, for singles, and I've already grabbed a couple. And for the price that I would have paid to have the Steelers in a break with no guarantee of a hit, I've already got two of the three rookies I'd like. Now, I'm not, obviously not going to have a chance at a 101 or a really you know, low-numbered um, or, or, or shield or anything. You know what I mean. But I still, I'm still getting a piece. You know? Yeah. Well, so, that, I mean, you, there's two different approaches to this anyway. If, you, if you're doing this for the resale and the long-term value anyway, then it doesn't matter what you're doing with Optic. It's not going to matter. But if you're doing this exactly. as a collector. That's true. Like as a collector, I mean, the reasons, the justification that you have makes perfect sense to be buying into things like Optic. Um, and, I mean, you're from Pittsburgh, so resale value obviously doesn't mean much to you anyway. Are you? It's been watered down for you. Same with me in Kansas City. Right? It doesn't matter how good these guys get. Definitely. Uh, they, just, they just don't hold resale value, which is – it is what it is. You kind of – you weigh it with everything else. By so, the way, I would argue that – a low-end, inexpensive product like Optic, even without a license, but an on-card auto of a rated rookie, even one that may not even be a top-end rated rookie today, but a middling guy that you might think has some potential, has, I think, greater potential long-term value than the running back that your team drafted in the fourth round. Mm. Definitely more so than the linebacker that your team drafted in the third round. Right. Potentially even more so than the wide receiver your team drafted in the second round. Agreed. And we had a conversation not long – well, I guess it is a while back now. But just simply, you know, what? where is the value in football anymore? Right. If you're not yeah. getting that quarterback that in some fashion does pan out, the values are just next to nothing long-term for any of these guys. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think uh, as we, I get, man, I guess over the next month or so, we'll have to maybe shift to a topic around values in football and how to approach the season from a collector standpoint. That'd be, that'd be a good topic to discuss, but uh, I want to ask you about your experience in Vegas for NBA summer league. Before we do that, let me, let me thank our sponsors and then we'll pick this back up. Sound good. Sounds great. Well, hey, look, we, we couldn't do this without the support uh, financially, um, with the marketing, with the investment of so many of our good partners. Um, a lot of those guys are breakers. A lot of the organizations that support record culture are some of the best breakers in the industry. Um, and today, I just want to give a quick shout out to Battlefield Box Breaks. Battlefield and Tyler over there has, has been awesome to work with. Um, is doing a great job of investing in his business. Right? These are businesses. These are the livelihoods of different breakers. They, they pour themselves into this, and you got to respect that. And a lot of these guys do their jobs really, really well. Uh, Tyler continues to ask, hey, how can I get better? What are the things I can do? And, and uh, I love it. I love it because uh, they, want, they want to treat you guys as customers uh, as good as they can. They're a Facebook-exclusive group for the most part. Uh, usually break in almost every single night. Um, they offer free shipping. Um, they, they Facebook Live and Breakers TV. Go to their website, sign up for their newsletter. You get an immediate 10% off coupon. Um, they're already priced well, so I think it's well worth your time. Battlefieldboxbreaks.com. 
Um, you'll find everything there. Couldn't recommend them enough. Let's get back at it. All right, man. So Vegas. So, so give me the give me the quick and dirty. I want to know what your initial thoughts were. I mean, obviously, NBA Summer League is a yeah. hot topic for NBA, but man, tell me about it. Let's, let's hear. First of all, I love Vegas. There was a period of time that uh, I, I was going at least once a year, often twice a year, with this best friend of mine from Chicago that I was on this trip with as well. And he and I are both poker players, so it's like three, four hour poker session with mixed in with unbelievable food mixed in with a couple of strolls around casinos looking at the sites that Vegas offers and uh yeah you know maybe a show and uh and that's about it this we we had talked for years about getting there during some type of sporting event but the reality is if you go for the Super Bowl or March Madness or something like that you're just fighting crowds in the sports book All right so the idea was let's actually go to an event that we can actually attend. And I, we couldn't think of anything better than the summer league. We're both huge NBA fans. <clears throat> We're both, he's a huge Celtics fan. I'm a bit of a Celtics fan. I'm more of a basketball fan. Not having a team in Pittsburgh has just made me kind of gravitate more towards individual players, which the summer league lends itself perfectly to, because I love watching, paying attention to the high school talent, watching college, and following these kids, you know, from draft through. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, not only was it an awesome experience to watch some of this basketball and see this level of talent start to kind of flourish in NBA level uh, and at the NBA level, but also just walking around the crowd. I mean, this place is the Thomas and Max Center where, where UNLV plays Right is uh, a decent sized college arena, but it's far from an NBA sized arena. So you're totally. walking around and rubbing elbows with guys that uh, have been in and around the, the the league for for a while. You know, LeBron was there one night, and uh, it was just great. Uh, That's I great. Felt we got our we we decided purposely this year to go um, to forego the front end which would have given us an opportunity to see a ton of different teams for the opportunity to go on the back end and go to the quarters, the semis and the finals, seeing obviously what we considered would probably be the, 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 the better talent. Mm. Um, and boy, that first night we seriously got our money's worth. It was uh, the first, not the first night, excuse me. That was the quarters, but the, the second night, the first of the semifinals was the Lakers Versus the Cavs. Pretty funny, actually, being that LeBron just left the Cavs to go to the Lakers. And that game went into double OT. And it was an intense, seriously competitive level game. Hmm. Um, I'll, I'll say a couple of quick things. Hobby related. Colin Sexton is going to be a guy that people should keep their eyes on. LeBron's gone. I think this is probably his team. Oh, 100% his team. Yeah, right. So, you know, and and he's a beast. Mm. This guy was all over the court, chipping in with scoring, defense, steals. I mean, everything, rebounding. It was almost like if you kind of blurred your vision from a 
watching this game, everybody was moving in a, at a certain pace, and then there was this one form just flying all around him. <laughs> and that form was Colin Sexton. He was just a man. I tell you, man, I, I watched Colin Sexton. So while I'm an SEC country Missouri fan. You. Yeah. Al- Alabama, I saw this kid play probably 10 times. And, and my thought, and I told everybody this, that is the number one guard in the, in the draft, right? There. No that, question. Guy. No question about it. And, he, and he's still raw. The guy has, I mean, he picked up basketball late. And so yep. you can tell, like, he gets the game, but he, physically, he's just, he's just head and shoulders above everybody else. So with, that, that's interesting. As you put it, with, that much room to grow. It's, oh, totally. It's, it's, I, I can't wait players, to watch it. Yeah, exactly. He's one of those players you see. You're excited to see how he develops. You're excited to watch him, period. And I can't wait to get my hands on his cards. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait. I, I haven't been this excited about collecting NBA going into a season than I have before. I mean, obviously, for me, you got, like, Michael Porter Jr., you right. know, who, who I can I can, I can firmly say I will be – tracking and collecting his cards uh, and the nice thing be... for you is it's not going to be that expensive to get him yeah i might not play this year so it's going to be really really cheap plus but... he's on a team that is never really that expensive very true yeah the nuggets are an interesting kind of collector's abyss but so what, what other give me a couple other players i have a i've watched a ton of league games you know obviously from the distance from tv but what uh who so i'll tell you players? this the second half of that same night was the other semifinals between the blazers and the Memphis Grizzlies, mm-hmm. um, Wendell Carter, excuse me, uh, Jaron Jackson. Yep. Nice player. He didn't play much, which I couldn't really tell why, other than to say I think a coach at some point in, in these summer league games just says, all right, we've seen what we need to see. No need to risk injury at this point. All right. Yep. Although Sexton was the complete other end of that spectrum. He, I, I don't know if he came out of the game in a double OT game. <clears throat> um, let me backtrack actually and make one quick comment, closing comment about the Lakers Cavs game, Josh Hart, second year player. Yep. I think everybody would agree that after Lonzo ball and Kyle Kuzma, he was almost an afterthought as far as Lakers rookies from last and, year. And in the hobby, he was an afterthought. Exactly. In the hobby. Exactly. MVP of the summer league. Yeah. Tore it up. Now, is he going to get any opportunity with the Lakers to continue from summer league success through the regular season and have his hobby credibility reflect that? I don't know. But if this kid has a chance to get on another team that needs some depth at guard, he's a player, man. He's a player. He's solid. Interesting thing about him, though, is physically he is constrained. Yes. You know, he, he's just not the athlete of others, but the guy, he just knows how to play the game. He's Period. a seasoned winner, which I think will be interesting to see how he fits in. You, you know LeBron was showing up to watch Josh Hart play. 100%. That's what he was showing up to watch. Josh Hart and I think Sfee Mikhailuk from KU kind of came out of nowhere and a yeah. crazy amount of threes, and, and that, that was kind of exciting. But, heck, yeah, I mean, I'm with you 100% on Josh Hart. And, and by the way, it may be with the Lakers. They signed Rondo. Rondo's clearly going to get starting guard minutes, and as he should. I think he's one of the most underrated guys because people love to hate him. Yep. Um, but he's, he's, you know, his assist totals consistently through the years approaching 20 assists a game speak for themselves. Yep. I think there's – I mean, this is just me. Yeah, there have been comments dropped around here and there. If you listen to 
you know, the talking heads in the NBA world. I think there's a decent shot that we don't see Lonzo in L.A. for much longer. Yeah, oh, well, they don't want to deal with that, Daddy. And who would? Uh, who would? LeBron's going to put a stop to that. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> I think they give him a chance with LeBron in town to shut his mouth, and if he can't, then he's gone. Yeah, I could see that. I could see and, that. And and they have Josh Hart to fall back on. Totally. You know, again, I don't think he's a starting guard in this league, but to back up Rondo and Tom oh. Yeah, the, the experience alone is worth it for a young guy like that. So I'll yeah. take that all day. All right, two, two more so players. Moving on. A couple yep. of quick more. Um, I already mentioned Jaron Jackson from the second set of games. Colin Sexton, I mentioned, sorry. Wendell Carter. Yep. Man, people are up on him, and I understand why. He's a darling. He's a darling of the draft right now. I think he deserves it. Now, he didn't play in the summer league, but the chatter in the stands on TV has been all over the place. Luka Doncic. I'm buying the hype, dude. And I know you and I had a brief conversation about this, mm-hmm. dude. Um, I got Bill Simmons in my corner, a podcaster that I kind of like to listen to and learn from. That we all love. Any sports fan should love Bill Simmons. So, you know, he, if you think about the, the deal, we can watch Trey Young and Luka Doncic through the season and see what happens. Atlanta's made a number of different signings. They have an interesting thing going on. I do think, though, that in the end, and I don't even think it's going to take many years from now if it even takes beyond this season, people are going to be talking about this as being one of the most lopsided trades in a long time. Trey Young is not Steph Curry. Yeah, he makes you think about Steph Curry in the you know form that he comes to the game with, but he is no Steph Curry. And Luka Doncic, as a teenager, back-to-back EuroLeague championships with an MVP and has the body of a true NBA player. He's not 6'1", 100-pound soaking wet. Agreed. Uh, the, thing, the thing, man, I tell you, I, I, I'm in Big 12 country, too, because of KU. Right. I, wa- I watched Trey Young play no less than 10 times. He, he's not he, – of course he's not Steph Curry. I don't even think – I don't even think he's a Jimmer Fredette. I thought you were <laughs> going to say, I don't even think he's a Seth Curry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could go there too, but man, he, he reminds me of Jimmer Fredette, but the thing with Jimmer Fredette, Jimmer Fredette scored and he was consistent all through the season. Jimmer did Fredette he, did he... had a high IQ. Well, the dude's still crushing. I think, was he in China now, making five million bucks a year? Or he whatever. actually was offered an NBA, uh, I, I don't know if it was just a 10-day contract or a rest of the season type of contract last year. He yeah. turned it down to stay in China. Yeah. Why not? That's right. You can make yeah, a ton I mean, of money. Playing. You're an icon over there. Yeah. And well, and that's what I was going to say. The endorsements you can make playing in China bring you close to NBA level salary. Not yeah. max deal level salary, but he won't be hurting for money. Yeah. He no doubt about that. And, it, and the difference is between riding the pine and actually playing and being potentially an all-star. Yeah. So I don't, I don't begrudge him for staying over there one bit. But, yeah, it's a good it, – I like the comparison. Bottom line, look out for Luka Doncic. I didn't get to see him play, but he's definitely a name that I feel like I have to mention. People are already down on Marvin Bagley as a number two. Again, oh, the spot that Doncic I'm down on him. He, I'm, I've been down on him for a year. 
he does, he has no role in the NBA. He's just not. That's he's not. A, he's a tweener. He's tweener. Tweeners and, get crushed. And he's and he happens to be a tweener on a team that is kind of stacked at that role. Yeah. So how's he going to find the court? So there you go, Sacramento making yet another bonehead mistake. I mean, they've made <laughs> some decent picks. They have talent that's kind of exciting, and you think mm, maybe. When then you realize, oh, wait, they're in the West. They're going to finish at the bottom of the barrel. My only hope is this. They don't end up with the number one pick because their number one pick in 2019 is protected. If it's the number two, the Celtics get it. Ah, there you go. And you Zion, go. RJ Barrett and Zion Williams in the next year, I, want, I wouldn't mind seeing either of those guys end up in the green. But I would uh, agree. Yeah. There's a lot of other guys we can touch on. Um, we've got another, you know, several weeks, actually months before the season. And we'll kind of maybe pick apart one or two guys per podcast moving forward to highlight as far as the rookies that um, you should be considering putting an eye on. Yeah. With these uh, products that are about to start hitting us. Guys totally. that we should be considering. No, totally. I mean, and there's been lots of discussion. You mentioned Bill Simmons earlier, and Bill Simmons, I think, talked about this a couple weeks ago or this past week. The beautiful thing about the NBA now is that it's basically a year-round sport, and that's a great thing for all of us who love the NBA. I couldn't. Uh, the, the only problem is, from a collector's side, this is kind of the two- or three-month period where, I mean, unless you're a diehard and you're just a sucker for losing money, you don't buy products right now. <laughs> you you maybe snag a couple breaks and in tea and immaculate and all those products that are like the staple high end stuff, but you're just throwing money away right now. You're you're waiting for next year's rookie class to come out in new products. That's just it is. Yeah. Well, here's uh, what I would be doing if I were a, a basketball guy, which I am. I'd be looking back at prisms of guys that you know you want from the past two years and looking for the great summer deals. And waiting with anticipation for the seventeen eighteen, or excuse me, I should say the eighteen nineteen class products to hit. But now is the the perfect. You're not going to get a great deal on Jason Tatum or Donovan Mitchell. Forget about that. But you might find a pretty darn good deal on Dennis Smith Jr. or Bam Adebayo, or I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I shouldn't be forgetting names already. It's only been a couple months, but I think you understand where I'm coming from with this. Prism's price, prism prices for these rookies that were in the $50 range. Oh, yeah. You're getting a solid 30, 40% discount rate. Totally. Yeah. So I, uh, funny you mentioned that. So I've been working on the update for the rookie ladder for NBA Prism stuff. Uh, and yeah, you're, you're going to see that. I don't, I don't want to steal too much thunder from that, but man, it's funny. Uh, and there's, there's two guys. So to close out this discussion, there's two guys that I thought were, kind of sleepers in the summer league and both of them were second year players. I am a huge Jonathan Isaac fan fan from uh, Orlando. Love the kid. Florida state was fun to watch. Now he's starting to come in his own. And you mentioned uh, Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. I love John Collins, the man. Oh yeah. He is. I love John Collins. <laughs> and both of those guys are really under the radar. You can forget just prisms. You can get some pretty solid hits of those guys for a pretty good penny. I mean, oh, yeah. I should say low penny. I mean, it's, it's a very affordable for either of those guys. Totally. Yeah, for sure. 
Exciting, I man. That was, your la- that was the last comment about the NBA. I'm going to make the last comment. <laughs> Jamel Artis. Everyone in the country listening to this podcast right now is saying, who? After Sexton, the leading scorer for the Cavs in this, in this summer league was a kid from my alma mater, the University of Pittsburgh. They have a basketball team still? Oh, yeah, right. Come on now. <laughs> they actually have had a really tough couple of years since the Big East crumbled. And I would, I would pay good money to put the Big East back together and go to that New York tournament every, oh, yeah. every fall. Oh, man, do I miss that. But Jamel Artis, and that's not with the T at the end, A-R-T-I-S. Mm. Again, we talked about Sexton taking over in Cleveland. What's going what's gonna to play around him? I mean, he, he, that team is going to be struggling. There's no question about it. And they're going to be giving a lot of guys shots. And I think Jamel Artis, as he performed the way he did in the summer league, is going to be one of those guys that gets a shot. I, I will say it'll be his last shot. If he doesn't perform, he's, he's going to be in Europe, and we won't see from him again. Yeah. But – yeah. There haven't been too many pick okay. guys to do well, so I'm uh, he's my guy. I'm pulling for him. All right, that's that's a good one. That's a good one for all the collectors. That's a, uh, that's a deep dark sleeper. No kidding. That's one of those like <laughs> in a fantasy football draft you write down in circles. And I'm, I'll get this guy for a dollar in round exactly. nineteen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, nice man. So yeah, it's funny. Obviously the. The uh, Nationals coming up in Cleveland. I, I lived in Cleveland during my wife and I did during uh, the first year after LeBron left the first time. You know, oh, they're wow. burning jerseys in the road, and <laughs> you know you could. You, they, I mean, they they were giving tickets away. I went to multiple games and sat in like front row seats, and that I mean, there was nobody there. That was, I think, Kyrie came the year after, if I recall. So I mean, there was literally nobody on the team. Um, so there's I, I, a different vibe this year for Cleveland. So that'd be fun to see. You draft a guy like Colin Sexton. That's awesome. But yeah. All right, man. So we'll shift gears a little bit. Something fun. Are you a you movie guy, right? Oh, definitely. You, uh, are you, uh, you looking forward to, uh, so two of my favorite, um, I don't know, I guess series in movies. I love mission impossible and I love the first equalizer. Oh, wow. Yeah, you, you mean the one from way back? No, I'm the, the Denzel Washington. Was there one before that? There, it was an old, old movie back in the day. I can't, oh, okay. I mean, so old that I can't even tell you who was in it. Oh, it must be really old. Wow, okay. Um, but yeah, they. I, I agree. Looks great. I love the Mission Impossible movies. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. Have you seen – are they out yet or have you seen them? So already? Equalizer out this weekend. That's, that's the second uh, in the series, or if it's going to be a series, I don't know, but it's the uh, the sequel to the first. Uh, I mean, uh, you put Denzel Washington in anything, I'll go see it. But Mission Impossible, whatever, six comes out next weekend. And the thing with that one, man, I don't know if you read anything about that, but I mean, not yet. Cruz is still doing his own stunts. The dude Are broke his ankle. Is, what is he, 70? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think he's like 58, 59. Uh, that's impressive. I mean, the dude broke his ankle jumping across a building, and uh, you know, a couple weeks later, he's still doing scenes and stuff. Wow. There's a there's for those that are interested, YouTube like, and, and it might even be on like IMDb or whatever, but YouTube, the three or four cool stunts 
from the new Mission Impossible, and they do like a walkthrough of what happened with these stunts and how they did them. It's fascinating how good Tom Cruise is. And the, the guy, it just gives you so much more respect for the guy. So That's impressive, no doubt. I, the, the last movie I saw is a bit more uh, related to what we usually talk about in terms of sports cards. I took my kids to see Uncle Drew. Oh, how was that? So obviously, you're not going there expecting to see an Oscar nominee, right? <laughs> so with the appropriate perspective and expectations, it was a very fun movie. It was just fun. I, you and I are both basketball fans. And probably we would both say basketball is number one relative to any other sport. So I can go and watch almost anything about basketball for an hour or two. It, and actually, it was exactly an hour and a half long. With today's movies often being two plus close to three hours long, it's nice once in a while to go to a movie and just get out of there in an hour and a half. Right? Oh, yeah. So there's oh, that, yeah. That, it has that going for it. The whole Uncle Drew thing is, it's, you know, it's cute. It's funny. It's, it's enjoyable. It's lighthearted. It's not anything you're going to keep talking about for days after the movie that, you know, kind of, you know, I think you, you and I both love those kind of movies that worm themselves into our brain and we can't stop thinking and talking about them. That's yep. clearly not the case with this. Again, right perspective, right expectations. Go see it with your kids and you'll have a good time. That's there you go. There you go. Well, you, you, for those that have not met you in person, you are a cute and friendly guy. So <laughs> I can see why you like that. Which brings me to a good spot as my kids keep coming in to say, Dad, we got to eat breakfast. Nice. Super good talking to you, man. Look forward to talking to you next week. Can't wait. Later. See ya. there you have it guys uh hope you enjoyed kind of the rehash of breaker culture weekly um we look forward to seeing you next week and if you have any feedback feel free to hit us up on twitter at breaker culture or go to breakerculture.com you can always email me at ty that's ty at breakerculture.com have an amazing week talk soon